Good morning. I want to welcome you to First Baptist Sandy Springs. It's a beautiful day outside. It's the Lord's Day. We're here this morning to worship Him. And we are between Christmas and New Year's. And so we still have a lot of folks that are out traveling and a lot of folks that are still partying. So it's a good time of the year and we're still enjoying each other. So I'm going to ask you to stand as we begin our service together. Let's praise the Lord. Your hidden glory in creation. 
When I greeted you this morning, I didn't say Merry Christmas because it's a long way from, it's over. It's a long way from Christmas, so I don't do that anymore. Uh, and I don't say Happy New Year because it's not here yet. And so it's kind of one of those weird places to me, but it is a perfect time to look at a little part of the Christmas story. 
and I wanted to do this, and you know it very well about the census being taken and the trip that had to be made. Luke 2, 1 to 5. It came to pass in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The first census took place when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. As you likely know, there was no trip back to Nazareth after Jesus' birth, at least not right away. You might recall that from the book of Matthew, it happened right after the wise men came to visit, that they went back another way and well, let's look what Matthew tells us in chapter 2, beginning at verse 13. Now when they, the wise men, departed, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. So when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. We talked about that Christmas Eve. That was out of the book of Hosea, written 750 years before Christ was born. So the travel itinerary, Joseph and Mary went from Nazareth to Bethlehem and to Egypt, and after the death of Herod, back to Nazareth. By now Jesus was a toddler. Now, Nazareth to Bethlehem's 80 miles. Bethlehem to Egypt was another 40, and then the straight road from Egypt back to Nazareth was about 110. They had a long way to go to get back home, and there were lots of twists and turns in their journey. Today, we're going to talk about twists and turns in our journey. As I say that, Jeff Tebbett starts to smile because you've had twists and turns and, and he's back here and we're happy. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the, the journey of life and the gift of life. And we've had lots of twists and turns, all of us, and here we are today. So thank you for those that have answered your divine calling of being in your house. Father, thank you for our journey and being with us along the way and for guiding us in days ahead. We'll trust you in our journeys, in Jesus' name, amen. So many of you know that I grew up right across the street. The house is gone, but at the corner of Mount Vernon and Glen Ridge, my dad was the pastor here from 1958, starting across the street, to 1979. I graduated from kindergarten across the street in 1965, Went to Hammond Elementary School and Sandy Springs High School, where Kroger is at Sandy Springs Circle. It's long gone. And spent my last year at Ridgeview, graduating there in 1977. So 42 years ago, and I've told this story before, but it's perfect for this point. In the spring of 1977, towards summertime, they recognized the high school graduates. And they lined us up across the front here. And they wanted to know, what's your name and what are your plans? 
And so my name is Sally, and I'm going to Georgia Tech. And my name is Charlie, and I'm going to West Georgia. And my name is Bob, and I'm going to Georgia. And, and people did this across the front. And Dad gave me the microphone. Because Dad really wanted to know, he knew my name, but he wanted to know where I was going. He was interested in me going. Uh, for luggage, for, for graduation from high school, I got luggage and, a, and an alarm clock. What does that tell you? Get up, get out, was basically the message I was getting. And so I had no plans. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, 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 I didn't know. And so I said, and I'm not making this up, I said, I'm David Shivers, and I'm going somewhere sometimes. <laughs> That's all I knew. That's the best I could do. That's exactly what I said in 1977. Now, between kindergarten and graduation from high school, there were lots of twists and turns. I became a Christian, baptized right back here. My mother died, and I learned that God would be with you uh, in difficult times, and her funeral was right here. My father remarried, and I saw how God could take an empty place and fill it. And after 1977, knowing that God would take care of you through whatever, I knew I was going somewhere sometimes. I didn't know where, but I knew this. I knew I could trust God. That's really all I knew. I, I can trust God with whatever's going to happen. The Bible is filled with stories of God reassuring his people that he would be with them on their journey. I pared it down. There's a lot of scripture we're going to look at. Just I'm going to read you the verse, but I want you to see a common thread going through all of these things. In Genesis 26, God says this to Isaac in verse 3. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I'll give all these lands. I'll perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. To chapter 28 verse 15, God to Jacob. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I'll not leave you until I've done what I've spoken to you. Again to Jacob in Genesis 31. Then the Lord said to Jacob, return to the land of your fathers and to your family, and I will be with you. In Exodus 3, God speaks to Moses. He said, I'll certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I've sent you. When you've brought the people out of Egypt, you shall see, serve God on this mountain. In the next chapter, Exodus 4, God again to Moses. Now therefore go, and I'll be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. Three verses later, in verse 15, God to Moses and Aaron, about Aaron now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth. I will teach you what you shall do. Joshua 1.5, God speaks to Joshua. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with, with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. God to Joshua in chapter 3, verse 7. The Lord said to Joshua, this day I'll begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, and that they may know that as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. In Judges 6, God speaks to Gideon, one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament. The Lord said to him, Surely I'll be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. In 1 Kings 11, God speaks to Jeroboam and says this, Then it shall be, if you 
Heed all that I command you. Walk in my ways and do what is right in my sight to keep my statutes and my commandments as my servant David did. Then I'll be with you and build for you an enduring house as I built for David and will give Israel to you. In Isaiah 43, God speaks to all of Israel. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. I could go on and on. There's at least five references in the book of Jeremiah where God says, I will be with you. To the New Testament, it's interesting how Matthew records the last words of Jesus before he ascended. The last words in chapter 28, Jesus speaks to his disciples and he says this, And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. God sounds like a broken record, doesn't it? To all of these people and to his disciples and through them to us. And why does he sound like a broken record? Because we need to know that he's always there. We need to know that he is always there and that he is with us. And we need to know that because on our journey, There are so many twists and turns. There are so many. In the Gospel of Matthew, as part of the Christmas story, we see these familiar words. Chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she'll have a son, and you name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet, Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son. They call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is with us. God is with us. Say that to your neighbor. God is with us. Hmm. Who needs to know this? Us. Everyone. The hurt and the confused and the grieving and the uncertain and for everyone on the journey. We need to celebrate the fact that on our journey, God is with us. When Joseph was told all of this, he had no idea about the journey. Nazareth to Bethlehem to Egypt to Nazareth and watching the journey of Jesus. When I stood here, I had no idea either. So in 1978, I left. I went to Mississippi State University. The reason I went there is because after my mother died, my dad married a woman from Mississippi, and God's pulling all of these strings. And I met my beautiful wife at Mississippi State, 36 years and counting. And I have friends that are so surprised I found a beautiful girl in Mississippi. I was called to the ministry there. 
And I have friends that are surprised that I was called to the ministry there. So then Jeannie and I leave Mississippi and go to seminary in Kentucky. And because of a connection she had at work, we had an opportunity to pastor a church in Indiana. And then when my stepmother died, we moved back to Mississippi to the, her family home. And then we moved back to Indiana because of a connection we made when we were there. And now I'm back to where I started. I'm 10 feet from where I said somewhere sometimes. 10 feet. And God has been with me every step of the way. Sometimes I knew it. And I was tuned in and I paid attention and other times I didn't know. But he was there. Somewhere, sometimes. Last week, I spoke about my friend Marty Sparks, who Jeannie and I were gone two weeks ago for the funeral of his wife, Cindy, in Mississippi. And we were in Mississippi because God pulled strings and made us family with Marty. So we've been texting back and forth, and it was hard for me to send Marty a Merry Christmas text because this has to be the toughest Christmas he's ever had. Cindy's just been gone a few weeks. And so I didn't send him anything, but he sent me something that I had to respond to. He sent me three words, Merry Christmas, Emmanuel. And what does Emmanuel mean? God is with us. Wasn't Marty right? In the toughest twist of his journey, he knows God is there. We need to know that. God is with us. As 2019 comes to a close, we need to thank him for being with us along the way. And as 2020 begins and we look so forward to the new year, we need to know that he will be with us. Let's pray together. God, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us every moment of every day. Thank you, God, for the reassurance that we have from your word. As you told your people, you would be with them. You certainly were and used them in great ways. And we pray that you would use us in disproportionate ways uh, to our talents and abilities. Make us more than we are. Because you were with us, that can happen. So, God, thank you for bringing us safely here today, for all the miles we have on us, for all the things that we have done. You have been right there with us. You've been there when we haven't even known it and haven't paid attention and haven't sought you, but then when we seek you, you're there for us to find. So help us seek you more than ever, this day and always. And together we say thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. May God bless you. Know that he is with you. Uh, Happy New Year. We will see you in the next year. Please know you're welcome to stay with us. We're going to take about a five-minute break, and then we will have our business meeting.